HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. To learn more, visit rt11.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're exploring interactions from drug studies in a laboratory. If this effect is as big as he's saying, somebody should have discovered this long before he did. To global wisdom on avoiding hangovers. Beber cerveza antes de tomar vino no previene los Be- síntomas. Beer before wine, you're going to be fine. Wine before beer, you're going to be queer. To the novel recipes developed by an Indian American family deep in the heart of Texas. And then my mom's sort of coming to America and learning that uh, white parents love to melt cheese on things to get their kids to eat it. She was like, this is genius. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to Meet in 3. That's M-E-A-T plus sign T-H-R-E-E. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show Life's a Banquet. The show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible! Starring your hosts, me, Brent and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. A show about chocolate and wine and bread, champagne and scandal and crackers in bed. I'm drunk! <laughs> Always. Life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet. Want another? Consider it done. Welcome, everybody, to the show, Life's a Banquet, a podcast about all things edible, spreadable, and pourable, and the highs and lows of those things with your hosts, Brett and Scott. And Zara Tangora. Hi, Breton. Oh, my gosh. Spring, mm, spring break. Spring break. I am so tan. I've had a lot of... Uh, uh, what are those called? Malibu and Diet Cokes? Uh, yes. Yeah, lots of Malibu and Diet Cokes. Sex I'm on the kidding. beach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't have any of those things because I was in New York working. <laughs> you are all oiled up. You mentioned earlier that you sunbathed today in uh, a Speedo in Fort Greene Park. Is that true? True it or is false? true. Right before at 1 p.m. during prime season, I got a little base tan. It's never too early. You look amazing with yeah. those blonde highlights. And What did uh, you do your spring break? Did you vacation? Did no, I you... worked with you. Oh, yes, right. We were we, stuck in we a greasy hot our, kitchen. We consulted on a, on a pub food restaurant you remember <laughs> no i blocked it from my memory we were frying chickpeas and and making french fries and tacos and yes, yes. what else did we make 
It's all coming back. Nachos. All coming back. Pinto beans. Uh, Okay, so listen, check this out. We're here, and I would be very rude if I wasn't standing uh, here and not saying anything because we have a very, very, very special guest, one of my personal baking heroes, uh, Rose Levy Barenbaum. Did I pronounce? Well, it's really Levy on the East Coast. On the West Coast, That's, it's lovely. Well, I'm from I'm from <laughs> lovely. <laughs> it's always lovely, Rose. It's, I'm from Wisconsin, so okay. So for those of you I'm that a are Westerner, just, good. exactly, and also Woody is. Are you the Are you officially the assistant, the baking assistant? What's your? He's role? the collaborator. In fact, a collaborator. I'm the work husband. My partner in creme. <laughs> yeah. You're oh, a partner in creme. Yeah. Rose, you. Are I did not funny. come up with that. It was Publishers <laughs> Weekly, and I love it. I appropriated. It's great. Mm. It's okay, amazing. so the, just a little history here. So Rose Rose wrote the cookbook, uh, the baking. Well, the first one was the cake by, or is it the pie and pastry? The Bible. cake Bible. Cake Bible was nineteen eighty nine, correct? Eighty eight. But you're close. I, well, yeah. I was I was just a. And it's how it, how old does it make it? I guess thirty two years. I was in. He was saying how old he was. No, no, I was. <laughs> Brent's over three hundred. I, I was ten when that. I was eleven when that came out, and I do remember. I was very excited because I just gotten a KitchenAid. And I was just starting to bake. I was a little eleven year old, and I was like, you know, and then I then I think, when did pie and pastry come out? Because later, that, later. Well, I <laughs> about remember, ten years later. The I first think. thing I remember from your cake bible, my mom got me the cookbook, and I was really excited. I was like, oh my god, this woman's insane. Uh, and just because you were so detailed, and I was like, I've never heard anybody speak like but the Brett, science. I was so lucky, 10, 11 years old, to have a KitchenAid. I had to and wait until I was twenty three, and to have your book. And I, I was wait until you gave me one. And that was where I learned. Anyway, and I remember reading through you. like neoclassic buttercream and all these things and yellow cakes and white cakes and what makes things rise and that. And so I learned pretty much everything. And then when I got your pie and pastry Bible, then I was, then that's when I got into pastries and I pretty much learned everything through your book. Oh my and gosh. I never went to, I never went to pie or I never went to pastry school. I never went to anything, but I was like, but I read the pie and pastry Bible and the cake books. So I think I know. You know more than a lot of people who go to culinary school. Yeah. I mean, the details that I put in that pastry Bible, I don't think I could ever do again. Yeah. But what about bread baking? Do you do that too? Um, I do. I have your, I have the, the bread, bread Bible. Bible. I've, you know, I actually got into bread baking because of Zara's restaurant. Oh, wow. So Zara used to bake her own bread and. My start. my my cooks. So I was the executive chef at my restaurant, as I just mentioned when you we were, were catching up before the show. Yeah. I've never <laughs> made two things in life. I've never made a cup of coffee, and I've never made bread. However, my restaurant did make a really fat. The you know bread team that we had made a fabulous naturally fermented sourdough. With the starter is it still alive. Is it, why is it you never made coffee? I was told. I have a story about that. I was told as a young child, never by my mother, to never follow any rules or instructions. And I've always, for some reason in my head, attributed coffee as being something that is you must pay perfect attention to. And thus, I've never made it. See, I have to I'm tell you that. Both. All all the years that I was going to night school and working as a secretary, Uh and uh, I always had to make people's coffee, and I thought, when I finally graduate and I got my master's eventually, I'm never making coffee again for CEOs or whomever. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, somebody asked me when I was working at Ladies Home Journal, my Uh first legitimate a food job and I wouldn't do it the head of the test kitchen had to do it it was just like my big principle that's why I thought you were saying that yeah. because I oh was a God, rule breaker from They're the like, word go to who's the new yeah. girl and she's like I don't know but she doesn't make coffee she does yeah, not make coffee rule. that was the only thing I didn't do well, that's because it was before the Me Too movement, so I wasn't asked to do other things. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put something in here? You sure would. Yes, please, Woody. <clears throat> I think we should give him a diploma. 
diploma. Oh my god, I can't. From, yes. from, from Bible, you know, from, from, from Bible, from Bible, from Bible University. Oh my god, I'm nearly a chair. So I would just like to say for my graduation speech, I'm gonna get drunk. I'm just kidding. You haven't gotten it yet. Exactly. Invite us back and we will really bring you a diploma. I still have them. I hope you didn't throw them out. Honey, I'll drive one. I'll drive to get one. Look at Bretton's face. He's never been more excited. If we can find it, we can send it. I'd have so to, I'll have to make you the, you know what, I always love that cream cheese crust, because that's just a good, and I just saw a recipe on somewhere online. You would love it, and you've never made it? No, no, I made it, I'm saying, oh. I said I've always mm-hmm. loved that one, because mm-hmm. it was. That's, uh, I think I've never <laughs> tasted a better one, and I've always loved cream cheese and a butter crust, but it wasn't flaky, so it was my goal to be able to have the flavor and the texture of an old butter crust. I mean, and how I about that? For, yes. How about that for goal setting? Yeah, so you <laughs> look at the baking Bible, <clears throat> we zeroed all the crust down to basically that. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Besides, those are great. But for flaky crust, that's it. Mm. And well, baking basics, the same thing. Rose, what do you think, and Woody, both of you, what, yes. do, you, what do you both <laughs> each think Rosewood. are your most successful recipes that you've ever developed, being such intricate, uh, amazing recipe developers and being the authority on baking and cooking, uh, of all things Funny savory, you should ask, uh, Zara, sweet. because the, 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 what we were just talking about, I wanted to be a pie crust pilgrim and go around and teach people all over the country and the world, except for flour varies all over the world. Of course. But I'm more proud of that crust than most anything I've done. The other thing that's is... Your, that, that's your... That's, that's the, my number one. Oh and then God, the neoclassic buttercream, where you can make a buttercream without needing to have a thermometer. Well, uh, I, those are the two things that I just I will say those did stuck out. So I guess yeah. they're, they're classic. And the chocolate uh, rolled fondant, because that had not existed before. There was uh, plastique, but it didn't taste good. The fondant is like a Tootsie Roll, plus it's like leather. Oh. It's such a dream to work with. Okay. And now they're actually producing it in Australia commercially, not with any credit to me, of course, right. or money for that matter. But I'm proud <laughs> of the cares, fact. You don't need I mean, it. I don't like to say I invented, I invented, because many people come up with the same thing right but this um, but these are three things that, that were truly my original that's amazing the deep passion the deep yes that's a cake that's really special oh, can you please tell us it's that a, we love yeah, deep you, passion you explain woody you love the it's, idea of it or the actual <coughs> recipe or just that you love <laughs> deep passion in general yeah, i was like no, it's, deep. A, it's a chocolate uh, chiffon cake but you don't beat the egg whites to a meringue like you normally would okay um well, the whole point is that you needed more strength if you didn't have a center tube. And my goal was to, and here's another goal, to have a chocolate chiffon cake with all its wonderful texture, but without having to have it baked in a tube pan. And the trick, oh. it turned out at the end, was that you don't beat the egg whites, you add them to the batter at the very end and then beat like crazy. And at first, nothing happens. And I remember calling you Woody, who was still soup. living in... Minnesota at the time. Like, yeah, oh, and, no, I'm and getting... I said, once again, it's not rising. And it only filled the pan about a quarter full. And all of a sudden, it was like it levitated and came to the top of the pan. <gasps> and it was, Fabulous. it was light, it's fudgy. And that's why we called it the Deep Chocolate Passion. And we deep. made it as a wedding cake in all different sizes. Did you have that in the Rose's Heavenly Cakes? Yes. Which I just happen to have right here in case you want to autograph it later. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, that'll segue into what we're doing now. Yes, right. Yes. So okay. the, so today we've all brought you here to celebrate yes. one of our favorite confections of all time. And it's perfect because you guys are now writing. The new book is about... Wait. What? You bake bread for. I bake bread for what? You make. Where are you leading to? Your passions for your different desserts. Oh, okay. In other words, that I'm known for cake. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because of the cake bible. Exactly. I'm known for cake. I'm most proud of the pie crust. Okay. And um, 
What was the other thing? And, and, I, and the thing I like making best is bread, but the thing I like eating most is... Ta-da! Ice cream. Ice, ice cream! <laughs> We're all screaming exactly. about ice cream. Or as I like to say in French, galas. Because is that not the most fabulous word? It is like, would you like two scoops of glass, as they oh, say in yeah. French? Anyway. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, it's going to be out exactly a year from this month. So, and yeah. so I call it, instead of fanning the flames, fanning the uh, dry ice. Fan. Oh, exci- get the excitement going. Because <laughs> you have to think, People can buy ice cream. They can go to boutique places. But why make your own? And the reason Mm, is because when you make your own, you don't have to use any preservatives or additives. Mm. So you get the pure flavor. You could always tell when the additives are added. Yeah. Right. That said, one of the great achievements in this book was producing a Turkish ice cream. I'd seen pictures of it in Turkey online, stretching it about a foot in the air. And I thought, how am I going to do this? After much research, I found there were two ingredients needed. One is salop, which comes from the root of orchids and is rare and hard to find. And the other is mastic, and you have to grind it up. And that's what gives it the texture. The flavor you can do as you want. And we just discovered a place. Just by Bo- chance. <laughs> what is it? Booze? I thought it was alcohol. Republic because it was of Booze. Booza. Republic of Booza. Because it's actually known, this method of making ice cream, as Booza. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it and is And it's amazing. in Turkey in the Mid-East. Yeah. It's all. kind of been trending, and it's, I'm it glad that you stumbled aclo- uh, across that. And- yeah, we stumbled upon it because I had never had it that was made by anybody else other than me because when we started working on the book, nobody had heard of it in this country. And my grandson happened to be going to Turkey, and he came back with, oh, this is really interesting ice cream. And so I started researching, and I thought, even if nobody can get the ingredients, at least they'll know what it is. I want to put a recipe in. And all of a sudden, in Brooklyn, I don't know where, maybe around the country, Turkish ice cream is really hot. Yes. Or cold. Stretchy. Can I ask you a quick question just on when you said, oh, and then I started experimenting. How, when you have an idea for let's, uh, a new cake, a new ice cream, a new recipe, and let's say it's a, a challenge like that, how many times do you think that either both of you, since you're both collaborating mm-hmm. together, how many times do you think you actually make it? Or like, I mean, it especially really depends on what the recipe is. Like Woody has just made this incredible churro pie that he posted on the blog <gasps> for Cinco de Mayo. What? Woody? What is how many churro times? Pie? I mean, well, okay. it's unbelievable. Uh, Gramercy Tavern. Yeah. They, pay, they do an annual Thanksgiving pie contest by all their employees. So, okay. So we are, we're kind of the, like, the Simons of the judging panel. We're yeah, always, yeah. We're always oh. asked to come back every year to help judge their pies. And it was like, oh, how fun. What a fabulous 20, job. Uh, but you, oh, not well, really. <laughs> tasting 30 Tasting pies. 22 pies. <laughs> and, trying, and trying to remember them all. Fair enough. Fair well, enough. True. But this... Um, the pastry chef Ariella you know, <clears throat> comes out with this churro pie oh, shop, <gasps> and that sounds but, delightful. But I thought, and she just said, "This is—you'll never taste anything like this before." Of course, we had. <laughs> it's wow. not been, and it, she filled it with a chocolate ganache bottom. Okay, and we're then, listening. Then cajita, cajita, cajita. I don't I speak Spanish, but cajita ca- ca- I speak culinary. Ca- cajita <laughs> mousse. It's, it's delicious. Ca- cajita mousse it? filling. Oh my God! Hey, how many, t- how so many tests did the, you do, Woody? How many? Well, the key is to make that pie shell so it doesn't deep fry and fall apart. In okay, right. and so that so, alone is a, it's an engineering challenge. Yeah. So I did. <clears throat> we I did her method, and I had did at least eight. Eight. So only two 
were presentable, so I revised how to pipe it. Oh. He did this in his home, and every morning he would come and I'd say, what's that weird smell? Me. <laughs> Fat fried. <laughs> <laughs> the, oil, the oil got into do you have, every... Do you, are you, do you have baking depression when it doesn't turn out, or are you just... No, very, I just... Are you uh, like, okay, like, next, It's like, on. well, that just happened. Yeah. I did. Not again. He said, Well, how many times do you test your things? True, some things yeah. I've tested 20 times. Mostly I don't have to do that. And I've outnumbered right. you. Pardon? Because <laughs> in, uh, in the Baking Bible, we have the uh, Renee Fleming cake. Oh, which, yeah, that which was is a challenging cake. Ch- which is a chiffon cake baked without cinnamon. Renee cake. Fleming is a fabulous opera singer, in case of oh, those. Yes. Thank wow. you for mentioning that. Yeah. We yeah. call this the Golden She's a diva. Fleming. True diva. Oh, yeah. Mm. We have to tell a story about that. <gasps> oh, but, no. but, anyway, but anyway, that took 26. Oh, my 26. gosh. 26. Okay, so basically. Well, yeah. well, and the reason why we did 26 is okay. at round 20, it, it looked pretty darn Pretty well set, uh-huh. but but um, I thought we'll try it with a little less baking powder, a little bit more baking powder. We'll try to find where it fails both ways. Yeah, exactly. We yep. really have to tell you a really hot tip about ice cream because oh, there is. All right, cool. well, not Tips. only is there a reason for making ice cream because you can and make it pure, but you can also make the flavors that you want. And my goal yes. is to make a creamy ice cream. If it's going to be icy, might as well make sorbet. Absolutely. So one of the tips is when you're making berry ice creams is mm-hmm. to concentrate the juices. And the best way to do it is by freezing the berries. And then you don't have to cook the berry part because that stays fresh and vibrant. Oh. But the juices get reduced down. And, you know, and not just baking and dessert but in culinary you're you always see recipes that say reduce it by one third or by one quarter and you never know what that is and every right. pan is going to be that. different of course when i major when so, i major ginger peach pie in your in your right yes it's you, the that same was the concept. first time i'm like oh my god reduce the peach juice. right i've Very always wanted smart. to write an article the art of concentration because i think that that's one of my claims to fame if i have any is that you can get more purity of flavor without thickening when you do that. Anyway, this spatula, which has just become available, we're it's looking being at a very beautiful spatula. Zabar is carrying it. They're going to carry my whole product line. It's you have a, a any product day now. line. Yeah, it's a Rose's signature series, and this silicone spatula has markings on it that won't come off because they're just slightly raised, and they will tell you when we'll whatever you start off on. with how much you want to end up with. That's yeah, very so smart. I don't know why nobody's ever thought of this before, and I don't know why it took me so long to come up with it. Isn't that funny, the simple little things well, in 2019. The, yeah. whole, the whole hoop of spatulas. Plus, you can use it for stirring as well, you know, getting yeah. underneath the paddle beater of a KitchenAid. Yeah, it's almost like a little, you could like flip a little... Uh, Uh It's great. We're looking at a rubber, basically like a red, beautiful rose-colored red spatula. Silicone, it can be used in the microwave, too. Oh, wow. Fabulous. Amazing. Dishwasher safe. We're going to examine this beautiful gift, and uh, when we come back from this quick break, we are going to hear a little bit about a story. Every week on Life's Bank, we do a little story from history. So this week, we're going to talk about something close to all, near and dear to all of our hearts. Uh, So we'll be right back after this break. This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate, an incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 Potato Chips believe comfort food can be just that. 
Know where your food comes from. To learn more, visit rt11.com. Are you enjoying this podcast? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. I'm Patrick Martins. I'm Brandon Hoy. And I'm Emily Pearson. Together we host The Main Course OG, where we cover food news and culture. Browse episodes of The Main Course OG wherever you listen to podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. Heard it. Mm, what? What <laughs> was that? Oh. Smash for back. We're back. So, guys, let me ask you all a question. Yes. Sure. So, when you think of ice cream, what two names are really most synonymous? What sticks out in your head? Breton? I think of Hagen Dazs. Okay. Woody? Any any names? Any two male names that happen to <laughs> stick out in your head? Ben and Jerry's? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ben I feel and... like he got. I feel like he was. I think yep. we yeah. handed that to you. <laughs> I feel like he got a little. Uh, Do I get to say two? Yes, yeah. Rose. <laughs> oh yeah, friendlies because I had my first and I didn't know friendlies. it was called avocado. Oh. I didn't can even pronounce it. When I went with my great uncle and as, as a little girl in the Berkshires, and he had been a soda jerk as uh-huh. a kid, and he ordered vanilla ice cream. It was like five easy pieces. He wanted just a teaspoon of coffee on top. He said that is the ultimate. And they said order a cup of coffee, and he said no, I just want this teaspoon. Oh. Then he said, you know what? Hold the, <laughs> the what was it, the three easy pieces? Hold the sandwich. Oh yeah. Yes. And he just coffee. wanted rye toast, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and I was very impressed by that. And it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I had an actual avocado with a lot more coffee, but it is just one of 10 the years ago. Things. That was yeah, I'd oh never heard God. of it. I thought it was, it was an get avocado. Right. Interesting. And, <laughs> and I've been to friendlies of all places. Yeah. How fascinating. And I still like friendlies ice cream, but not all of it. I like rocks over caramel, or was it the nuts over caramel? And, mm. and hot fudge. That's my friendlies mm. thing when I'm not making my own. That's the only thing that I go out for. Yes. Ice cream is, well, until now, after your book comes out. That's we'll true. Be, we'll mm-hmm. all be eating. We'll be coming over to each other's houses for ice yes. cream. So, Zara. Yes. So, this, this week, I want to tell everyone a little story about two men who we all know and love, or don't love or kind of have mixed feelings about Ben and Jerry. So Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield founded their company in the year 1978 uh, in Vermont, and they started with $12,000, which was borrowed mostly from their families. They each had 4000 and I think then they got an additional 4000 from borrowing it. Uh, and they started like a little kind of ice cream shop. There were two guys who met in Long Island in gym class, and they didn't really know what they were doing. One uh, one of them, I believe it was Ben, was into pottery, and his parents were worried he wouldn't have any kind of real career going mm-hmm. forward. Um, and they would stand on the streets, and they would do... You guys know back in the day when you were trying to figure out how to... I actually, when I was starting my business, the SBA still suggested this, to do the clicker thing. And you stand on a corner, and you do how many clicks of how many people walk by. Yeah, like by. if you're going to open yeah, a I coffee shop, you'd be like, okay, at 8 a.m., uh, you know, 20 people per hour walk mm-hmm. by this. Look, yeah. living in Manhattan, you never had to click. I mean, right. There were always people. Exactly. Walking. You have to just kind of close your eyes and pretend how many people are not there. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> they all they moved up. They had copied a business plan from a New York City pizza restaurant. They said they just uh, replaced all of the pizzas with ice cream to make the business plan fit so they could kind of get a little bit of an investment. Um, and they became really well known, as we all know, for their large, lustrous chunks. Yes. Before that, chunks were not a big thing. Rose, how do you feel about chunks and ice cream? Are you a... Do you put chunks in your ice cream? Yeah, but it depends on what type of chunks. Like, I love what Woody came up with. He 
calls it Bust Your Bourbon Balls Ice Cream. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. I would not oh, have named it. Oh, <laughs> it takes a guy to name something like that. Yeah. Okay. And so they're, they're chunks of bourbon balls, and they are fantastic. Oh, my God. That sounds cream. amazing. Adult mm. cookies and cream. Ab- that mm-hmm. sounds and seriously, adults only cookies and cream. Yeah. Mm. That sounds absolutely fabulous. Um, so the thing that I always actually thought about Ben and Jerry's, though, that was the most captivating, the most interesting, even as a kid, because I kind of grew up in like a hippie family, and uh, it was always like they had a social agenda, like a social activism agenda. They've always been as uh, themselves, Ben and Jerry, have always been really interested in kind of progress. They had uh, in the eighties, they had Rainforest Crunch. Um, economic crunch. These were just different kind of fun names. And each time they come up with a, with a fun flavor to support something, they donate a really large percentage to the charity of, mm-hmm. in question. Cherry and, Garcia. Cherry Garcia is mm-hmm. just a novelty name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One Sweet World, which was uh, about global, global warming. That's right. Yes, Pecan was during a... Barack Obama, after Barack Obama was uh, elected president, a, a play on Yes, We Can. Mm. And they, uh, it goes on and on. And uh, they're really involved in just social justice. And they came out in support, even after they sold their company to Unilever, which was a big deal because Unilever is a big, giant conglomerate. Um, they still kept the message of Ben and Jerry's social justice going mm. forward, environmental justice. Now, the pushback is that Ben & Jerry's makes uh, about a billion dollars a year in sales. And so being anti, anti-corporation and, uh, you know, yeah, anti-consumerism I mean, when you're making that much money and you are owned by Unilever is kind of a weird paradox. Um, and also using so much dairy in general right so they use an enormous amount of dairy and in recent years even though they you know claim to kind of be conscious have admitted that the, a lot of the dairy they're using is coming from commercial dairy farms and so being you know uh, adamant about reducing their carbon footprint while at the same time using up such an incredible amount of dairy has been really controversial so i think that's where ben and jerry's kind of falls but they don't feel good ben and jerry themselves yeah so you said you were at college when they opened their first shop you know, I think now that you give me the date, I'm not sure if they had opened the shop at that time or that it, they had a dairy farm there at University of Vermont. Something. And they had the, yeah. and, the, and that's where they opened up their first shop. And I think and when I tasted the ice cream that they were making at that at the time, I don't know if Ben and Jerry's were actually there yet. Right. But it was the highest. It was such a high butterfat. I had trouble swallowing it. I no longer have trouble swallowing high butterfat. In fact, in fact, what, what you <laughs> were just, just talking. <laughs> now I'm eating a stick of butter. No, yeah. you know, and it just brought back a memory that my mother was a dentist and she made me growing up drink four glasses of milk a day. She oh said, my god! Someday you'll be grateful. You'll have teeth like daddy. Never have any cavities. And, is it true? And, well, no. I, I mean, I do have good teeth, but I do have some fillings. <laughs> the thing is, though, that I think um, that now I'm getting the calcium that she'd always recommended via cream and milk and dairy because mm-hmm. we use a huge amount of egg yolk, heavy cream, milk, and here is another tip. The glucose that keeps it from crystallizing. Glucose, yeah. We even have a caramel that does not crystallize ever. Did they Using use, glucose and, and a little bit of um, cream of tartar. And glucose is invert it's sugar. It's invert sugar. You can actually make your own. In the cake Bible, I told people, yeah, how to make your own. Because people couldn't get it yet in those days. You could, I mean, now you can get it at candy supply stores or cake and decorating supply stores or online. But since people couldn't get it readily and you absolutely had to have it in fondant, what I do is I use... Part I use corn syrup and half of it I bring to a boil and then add it to the other half and you have the same consistency as glucose. 
but I recommend getting the actual glucose. It's easier and it doesn't go bad. And it's, so it's a natural product, right? Do yeah. they use it in Ben and Jerry's? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't think so. I have no idea. I yeah. don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah. So speaking of recommending, each week on the show we do a section, a segment called Chef Recommends. This week we figured it would be perfect, kind of just going from what we were just talking about into everyone talking a little bit about their mm-hmm. different recommend, their best recommendations for making ice cream at home. So, Breton, as a, well, a home cook, do you have a recommendation? Well, for I'll never forget. A long time ago, I bought a table, a crate and barrel. My mom bought me a table. I was like, Mom, I need a new kitchen table, and she said, For your birthday, I'm gonna buy you a table. This is like. <laughs> I'm older now. <laughs> She's still buying me a table. Mm-hmm. And I returned the table. I didn't like it. And I returned it. And they're like, well, we can only give you store credit. And I bought one of those automatic ice cream makers, right? The ones that freeze themselves. You have like all the right instincts. Four and a box. I was like, you know what? I go, this is better than any kitchen table. I don't care. You can oh, eat yeah. ice cream while you're standing. I don't need to sit. So I bought one of those and I started making a lot of ice cream and I started experimenting. And when I had my own restaurant, I used to make my own. And one of my, the problems that I always had was crystallization. Yeah. That's like the that's the death of all ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, it's not creamy anymore, right? Mm. So I've made a lot, and I'm from Wisconsin. Like I grew up with kind of the frozen right. custard style, and mm. I'm that's partial to that. That's Dairyland. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, I like that smooth, silky kind of thing. Yeah. That's just what I wanted. But so, yeah. what's your tip for achieving that at home? Well, you know what is to eat, <laughs> to eat, eat it, it right, eat it right away. <laughs> like, well, don't I let it, eat it all at once. Yeah. I can give you a tip for that. That's oh, please. Well, and that's chime that. In. We have to keep everything as cold as possible. A lot of people think that after they make the custard, that they can then churn it right away as soon as it's room temperature. It has to be below, at least below 40 degrees or 42. So keep it fridge. It's better to make yeah, the base make the, it day the day before. before. That's, mm. And that will make a huge difference. Plus, pre-chill the ice cream maker. They don't tell you that on the ice cream makers. Thing. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah let it, let it go for 15 minutes before you put the ice cream in. And then when you take it out... If it seems a bit too soft, put the whole thing in the freezer, let it firm up a bit, and then have a pre-chilled container. It's all about keeping it cold because the minute it starts melting, when it refreezes, the crystals start forming. Then when you store it in the freezer, mostly people say three days, but I can keep it a lot longer if I surround it with ice, like with a a champagne cooler or just an ice pack or putting it in the, in the drawer of the freezer with other cold things around it. All yeah. of that. And you can definitely keep your ice cream creamy. I'm so yeah. excited to share that. That's amazing. Woody, do you have a tip for making ice cream at home? Yes. Please share. <clears throat> with the egg yolks, measure them and weigh them. Definitely weigh the yes, yolks. Yes, weighing egg yolks. The shrinking so of the egg yolks. these days. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Egg yolks are just little dainty things. <laughs> you know how I found out the reason? It took a long time, but finally a dear a person who had raised chickens said, oh, commercially, they're using younger laying hens because it's less expensive. So that way, there's a bigger proportion of yolk to white, and that affects everything. That's why we give a range in all the books now. We don't say just right. three egg yolks. We say three to five or six to eight. Yeah, you're you know, to measure ten. in grams or liquid. Exactly. And weighing, weighing yeah. of course, makes everything so much easier, faster, and more accurate. Sorry, so what about at your restaurant? What did you What did you find out when you... Because you had a lot of ice cream. Well, you guys always had ice yes, cream. Yes, we always made ice cream. My two tips are, going back to your tip, Rose, uh, most people will not have the opportunity to do this, but we did use home model ice cream machines at the restaurant, and we had a walk-in freezer. So we would actually churn the ice cream with the whole machine in the freezer. That's how we're doing our photo shoot. It's, oh, really? Okay. Keep, well, it's yeah. not a walk-in freezer, but it sure feels like one because right. the whole apartment is kept really cold. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my first one. And my second one is kind of just how I cook in general. So when thinking of flavors, just 
find something around yeah, your house exactly. that's fun like we used to do all kinds of things at brucey sometimes we'd have leftover carrot cake and we'd say oh what should we do with this carrot cake? Give it to family meal and be like, no, no let's no, make no. an ice cream out of it. So we would take the carrot That's cake and right. turn it into the vanilla ice cream base. And then you have carrot cake ice cream. And mm-hmm. it was fabulous. And so the same kind of thing I would recommend to try at home, like with, with creating flavors, I think find out the right technique from reading fabulous books, like the one we're going to get next year on ice cream from Ms. Rose. Um, but then also, you know, really have fun with like the actual flavor of it. And I, like we always say here on Life's Banquet, if you mess something up and it doesn't come out right, that's really okay. It shouldn't right. be a reason not to try it. Yeah. And if you're not sure how, when you make your ice cream base, just take, divide it in half and try adding a little more of the whatever. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A little at a time goes, that's a very good tip. Um, another thing that we like to do here, uh, you guys, is talk about our favorites in our top three section. Oh, goody. Mm-hmm. Naturally, today, I feel I like... I warned we- you. I warned you. I said, you better have your f- favorite flavors or places to get ice cream. Absolutely. It's really good that yes. you warned us because... There's a lot. You know, you end up loving everything. And I so know. when you're, if you're not thinking off the top of your head, sometimes it's not really what it is. Exactly. This is like, but- whenever I think of the flavor, this is like a down... You know, this is the, you know, you're in jail... Yeah, <laughs> you're about to get executed. Hopefully, not that it won't happen. Next, exactly. But you never know with our yeah. situation. Anything could happen. God forbid. But uh, yes, if yeah. we had to eat our last bites of ice cream, what would they be? Who would like to start? Rose. All right. Um, Let's hear it. Your I, favorite. I three. love it so much. I call it pomegranate pride. <gasps> and I just is... use bottled pomegranate juice. Oh my god! It's unbelievable. But I concentrate it. Yeah, yeah. And reduce it, and that's what makes it so amazing. Okay, black raspberry. It grows Hola. wild where we live. Oh, I broke. This it is does. talking about what you said, Zara. That I broke a tooth on a seed because that's the the hardest seed of any thornberry. You didn't have so that I last thought, glass of milk. I'm not going to ever. <laughs> I'm not going to ever again eat a black raspberry. And then I thought, I know, I'll turn it into ice cream. So I strained out the seeds there and you got go. and the you made me plant them. <laughs> yes, we have <laughs> no, a huge got a, you know, got a garden now of them. We love them so much. Oh, how a fabulous! Okay. Garden and right then now. dulce de leche. Oh, uh-huh. I never yes. thought I could equal Hagen dazs It's better. I'm sorry, Hagen dazs But you oh, know, when you Hagen-Dazs. when you get supermarket ice creams and they've gone through freeze thaw, yeah, I yeah. because I have a secret for making dulce de leche. What is it? What is it? I'm not telling you till the book comes Darn out. I'm, I'm sorry, but I've seen, I've tried everything, and I've seen people <laughs> write about how to make it, and it takes seven hours to do it this way. But you're not standing there monitoring it, and I promise you, you will never buy it do you or make, make your, it any do you other make yours way. With do you, oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, Jules I'm just using like, canned. Kaheta yeah. is is really wonderful and has a different flavor. I, I make that and I make it with mm. goat's milk. Wow. Of course. Different. That's how Woody did it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a goat in your Did you get a new pet? Yeah, I got some Myers goat milk. Oh, okay. Whatever it's from. Better to use it for milk than to use it for dinner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's true. That's true, yeah. My mom used to make me drink goat's milk when I was a kid. I'm just kidding. She didn't. Fresh, <laughs> fresh goat's milk is amazing. Oh, it's farmer. delicious. Yeah, yes. if it hasn't been pasteurized. Yeah. It lasts about one day, but it's worth it. Delicious. Okay, Woody, your turn for your favorite. Okay. <clears throat> also walking along the back roads where we are. <laughs> oh, I know. Bunch we do of a mint. lot of walking. Bunch oh, of mint. Mint. So we have mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate oh. chip. Oh, we can tell you the secret to that. How Please. The oh. chocolate chip okay, part. Okay, tell them. Tell them. Well, I don't like chips in ice cream because they're hard. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we made chocolate curls. And you think, what a pity <gasps> to make the curl and then break it up. But it melts in your mouth in the ice cream. Oh, my God. Like a stracciatella. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's wh- easier to do than, oddly enough. I bet, yeah. Because stracciatella is very hard to drizzle, you know, like that. The warm, yeah. Yeah. And because it's homemade, we also put mint leaves in as well. Yeah, fresh mint leaves fresh get chopped mint, so you get at the, the end. Okay, so green mint. Chips. Okay, so that's you. number three. What's your number two? 
right the, the black raspberry. <laughs> oh, a little crossover. And, and the bourbon balls, because that's cookies and cream. And, yes. Can you tell and, us what's, wait, and I, what? what's in a bourbon ball, though, Woody? Homemade chocolate, chocolate. wafers. In the, Homemade that chocolate wafers ground up with uh, pecans. Mm-hmm. And then... Lots of bourbon. Okay, perfect. And just that's it. And then you sure. roll into balls, and then they just stay into and then, balls. Then they break mm-hmm. up. In yeah, the you don't have to cook them after. Oh, <clears throat> I like that. Re- I, re- you know what, what I like? About, you know what I like about you're all about shortcutting, but without uh, necessarily cutting corners. Yes, that see, makes sense. Yeah. And see, the, the reason why I like the bourbon balls it goes back to my childhood. Okay. Oh. See, I gave up being a millionaire because Dad didn't think so. Oh. Uh, back in '65, we, my dad, and always had I had ice cream. Almost like every night. Yeah, of course. And we ran out of chocolate sauce one night. And I'm like, well, I want my chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dad always had Oreo cookies. had Hydrox cookies, which was like an Oreo. So I said, I'll just take the filling out, grind them up, and put them in the ice cream. That's a little... And I had chocolate, you know, I had cookies and cream ice cream way before somebody else came up with the idea. See what I mean by everybody inventing something and thinking somebody else did? Mm. Yeah. We all come up. We all come up with the same wonderful. If it's a really wonderful idea, sooner or later there'll be other people. And then yeah, there's like gonna Dairy be like one Queen. special person that makes money on it, <laughs> yeah, like Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Zara, what about you? Oh, guys. Well, how much time do we have? I really do love <sighs> ice cream. I don't eat it a lot, but my number three favorite is strawberry ice cream. A simple, clean, lovely strawberry ice cream. Number two, Woody, I'm going to do a crossover with you on this one, is mint chip. However, Yay. I'm going to be real here yeah. and say that my real favorite mint chip is a green mint chip, probably not of the greatest quality. This is speaking from the nostalgic mm-hmm. point of view, not not necessarily what's actually best. But that green mint chip, if you're like down on the Jersey Shore or something, you know, Sugar oh, cone, yeah. uh, dripping down your hand, all kinds of mm-hmm. food coloring. I don't mind. I don't mind a little food coloring. Uh, I there's something about a green mint chip that just reminds me of my childhood. I recommend using green food coloring for that, but not so it looks like an aquamarine swimming pool. Sorry. Yes, just so it's you a, have to a really a be soft. careful because it gets darker and darker. A seafoam yes. green, not a yeah, Kelly exactly. green, of course, because you don't want it to be khaki color. No, and people no. have to see the mint flecks or just imagine them. You know? Exactly, <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. And then my number one is a actually a, a wink and an edge to good old Ben and Jerry, who are not sponsoring this show, a Coffee Heath Bar Crunch. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. my God. That is the most epic flavor. If I really had to pick one last ice cream ever to have, it would be Ben and Jerry's Coffee Heath Bar Crunch. I wonder if it's too late to add Heath Bar Crunch to the book. No, no. Uh, it's no, never no, just really. talk to your publisher. I'm sure they'll be happy about that. Okay, so ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. I'm like, this is the ultimate. It's me. Just kidding. Uh, okay, number three, cookies and cream. I mean, come on. Yum. How can you not? Oh, high five. Oh, God, Woody. Just kidding. (laughs) Number two, chocolate peanut butter. Because... We have it. We have it. Yum. We have it. Okay. Wait, a choc- I'm sorry. I need to interject here. A chocolate base with peanut butter, like swirl? Chocolate base. With, sorry, you're, you're correct. Chocolate base with peanut butter, mm-hmm. either whatever it is, swirls. I do prefer swirls. I'm not a chunk kind of a guy. <gasps> that's I know. That's why I've never... Not a I'm, chunk I'm, lover. I don't love Ben & Jerry's ice cream because I'm like, I like the smooth texture, except getting down to my number one, and this, I hope you have, I know you will, butter pecan. Oh, yes. Because, first of all, butter in ice cream, It's right? a butter ice cream. And it's, to me, it's so iconic, Wisconsin. I feel like everybody, every grandmother and everybody was, you would sit on the porch or whatever you're in, and butter pecan was always that flavor. You're not going to believe this, but we have 150 recipes, and they're not far out. Like, there's no bacon ice cream. Oh, thank goodness. But there is Thai corn ice cream. I had that in uh, Thailand, and I was amazed oh, how wonderful wow. that Can is. Can you explain a little bit what is Thai, Thai corn, corn ice cream? corn ice cream. Well, corn is part of the ice cream. 
I mean, it's, yes, but what but makes it Thai? From Thailand, that's where they did it. Right, but I, think I mean, of it, I've never seen any other culture making ice cream with corn. Does it have any other Thai mm. flavors in it? No. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. A corn ice cream is fabulous. I believe we probably did that at Brucey once. Uh, or yeah, twice. I've had. There's. Um, did you ever go to the place Oto that has gelato? And there used to be that woman yeah. Meredith. I can't remember her last name, but she was the pastry chef, and she made lots of unique gelato flavors, and one of them was corn. And it was, she, you know, she always said because there was so much starch in the corn yeah. that that acted as the natural thickener. I'm sure that's probably something how similar f- that you found. How know. fab. There and was some, and I can't remember which recipe where we absolutely did not need any thickener because you got it from some product. I don't think it was the corn, maybe less, but that's why we adjust each thing. And there are actually two recipes in the book that don't require, I mean, you wouldn't use an ice cream machine for. And the reason that they don't get icy is because they're made with Italian meringue, which means that you have egg white that you beat, I mean, I know you, you guys know this, but that you beat a hot sugar syrup in. Mm-hmm. And that d- prevents it from freezing. And wow. one is a nougat and the other is a lemon ginger. Oh and they're two God. of my favorite recipes. A frozen Italian meringue. I didn't, I didn't know that That's that was so new That's so fabulous. I have one question that I would like to ask everyone yes. while we're on the topic of favorites. What is everyone's least favorite ice cream flavor? Mm, Breton? I white chocolate raspberry. <gasps> oh, but I have a wonderful white chocolate I know. I, you know. It was all going so the well. The texture is so beautiful. I put gold I leaf to... on it. Okay, oh, how fun. I'm just glamorous. I'm there. sorry. I just... I don't, you're allowed to dislike what I've you I've just dislike. offended. That's very <laughs> glamorous. Why? What about, what about Why you? Why are you offended? You know, I think it's just something I associate with your 1991. Like everything oh, at that point happened? was white chocolate raspberry. <laughs> Don't you remember like suddenly like every restaurant you went it was like tonight our dessert special is white chocolate raspberry. No, I was but like, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't like white chocolate because they're not having the sweet. real white chocolate I and know. it's too sweet. Mm. Yeah, because you have to realize it's one third sugar. So you just take that out of the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, it's well, just... you'll have to try ours and put aside. Maybe I'll make I... you try it blindfold so Ooh, that you won't know it's white chocolate. That is, we'll have to That's come sure. back one year from you, now. Zoe? You guys what are on. What flavor do you not? My like? least favorite ice cream flavor is I'm not really a chocolate ice cream person, so I don't really like a chocolate base mm. with things in it. So I'm gonna go for like a rocky road. Doesn't really speak to me. I would eat it. There's almost nothing I wouldn't eat, but it doesn't particularly yeah, speak yeah. to me. Woody. Woody. What? Well, we can tend the same thing. The marshmallows. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Woody, we're aligned, I feel and, like. In, yeah. We're sitting next to each other. I think it's for a reason. We <laughs> yeah, have similar buddies. tastes. Rose yes. and I are fighting over white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting like really heated. Rose, do you have a least favorite ice cream flavor? I don't know about the flavor, but we put in a chocolate chip cookie sandwiches in the book. Mm. And I gave them all to Woody when we take them home because I don't After like... After the style shoot. Yeah, because okay. I don't like a hard cookie. The hard, yeah. Oh. The hard against the creamy. Mm. But I have the chocolate wafers that are slightly soft and that yeah. I'll like. So it's not, not so much a flavor I don't like. Is there a flavor I really would just not have? Probably I didn't put it in the book. I mean, if somebody else go. loves it, I'd put it in. Totally. If it's like a totally popular thing, I would say. And I'm sure that there are some things... I don't like things that are too sweet. And there's some things that you just can't remove the sugar to compensate. I'm trying to think what that could be. I even love peppermint ice cream. Oh, I didn't think I would. Yeah. I love peppermint ice cream. A friend of mine cream. said every year at Christmas she feels so sad that she has to take down the peppermint candy canes from the Christmas tree that she turns it into ice cream. And Fabulous. I thought, yeah, I'll try it. And you know, they're not... They're slightly not sticky so much as soft and crunchy at the yeah, same time. Yeah, they melt time. in there, mm-hmm. kind uh-huh. of, kind of similar to to the uh, heat bar and the heat bar crunch. It's a mm. some some kind of reaction. Melt in your mouth. I've really of. put aside my pro- my prejudices and always to be able to taste something new because you never know yep. in a different form or a different temperature how you might like it. That's a really I great could change tip. my mind 
in five minutes. Yes, Brett. I could be like, what do you mean? I love white chocolate raspberry. I never said that. What do you mean? <laughs> well, now it's now it's in no, it's recording. on tape. Exactly, <laughs> it's on we, tape. We so have you it can play it back to me and shame me later. So, Rose, can you let us know and are all our listeners know, please, where we can find you on social media? Anything that you would like to plug? Anything you have coming up? We want to know where mm. you are and what you're doing. Exactly. Thank you, Zara, because actually I been swallowed up alive by social media ever since I started. <laughs> Woody and I spent so much time answering questions on the blog, which is realbakingwithrose.com. Mm-hmm. We answer everybody's questions. Wow. Uh, it gives information about the product line, which is Rose's signature series. That's going to be available, of course, on Amazon and also Bed Bath & Beyond, Food 52, and now, it, any day now, Zabar's which wow. is right near where I grew up, so it's oh. kind of like coming home. Perfect. Uh, also, I have an Instagram account, which is Real Baking with Rose, and of course Facebook. And YouTube. What else? Twitter. Oh, YouTube. Um, and that's we have all of the YouTube things listed, of which they're about fifty-five or sixty by about now. One hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty really? videos. You have? Well, these oh these gosh. are the videos from from her, you know, previous TV show, yes. Baking okay. Magic, her appearances on. Uh, Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. Oh, I watched your Martha Stewart where you made the whipped cream tube cake this morning. Oh, um, you did. And you really were like ordering Martha around. I really like that. Was you were like, "Stop that! That's enough." And she was like, <laughs> I had. This, That's I had why Martha did with her. never had around before. Wow. Oh. She just knew. No, she was. Always, she was always wonderful to me because when her first book came out on weddings, I was. She in never her wedding put you on her book. show. Oh my gosh! She finally did. Why? Why? I guess it was the hallmark. Show, daughter, right? Her... Oh, yes, her daughter was about to give birth. And, you know, like two days before she was giving birth, she was antsy and she started making my white, my, um, what is the cake? The whipped cream whipped cake that you were cream. watching. No, yeah, in all different it. sizes. She made tons of them. Oh. And so that's what gave Martha the idea that she should have me do it on the She's show. She's like, oh, I'll get Rose. Amazing. <laughs> Somebody call Rose. She'll come on. And the and first thing she said was, it's so great having you back on the show. And I thought, back. I've been waiting for years to <laughs> be on. <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. I guess she didn't and, realize I hadn't been on the show. <laughs> No, Rose likes, I mean, uh, Martha likes to try to top their guest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. So <clears throat> she was... You've uh, noticed. Yeah, go ahead. So you tell the story of what you did to her. Oh, yeah. Well, I said that you were, um, that uh, I, she accused me of not scraping the bowl, which is one of my <gasps> big things. And I said, but Martha, I'm too short to see into the bowl. That's an <laughs> amazing <laughs> response. And on that note, we will have to ask Martha about this when we have her on the show. Martha, call us, please. No, that's right. Because we are all out of time. But this was an amazing, amazing honor for us both. Yeah, yeah. Both We're so, thank you so much for having me. It's so for great ha- to have such educated hosts. Oh, thank you. Thank you so kindred much. Spirits. Thank you both well, we so much We are excited. Again, stay tuned pre-order on Amazon if you can wait a year to get that ice cream book but we will obviously continue to talk about it I know I will absolutely uh, and if you haven't got yourself a copy of the the pie or pastry bible the cake bible it is an it's an it's a must a must it's must have for or every baking kitchen. basics too yes Basically. and if you can wait till 2021 the cookie bible oh, oh my gosh God. what ah. goes with ice cream cookies that's amazing yeah. alright guys thank you everybody thank and, you very uh, much hasta la pasta Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. 
and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.